Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by Evan Rao, as we will be answering listener questions today on the show. We'll get into those in just a little bit. First, obviously, a little bit of Avalanche news to talk about today. Uh, Jonas Johansson signing a one-year deal. Uh, this isn't super surprising. Um, I think it was kind of expected that after the last couple of years, especially the Evs maybe realized they need some semblance of a third goaltender that they were actually willing to play. Um, and I think the reality is uh, they're not willing to play Hunter Miska. So, yeah. And uh, I guess it's good that they're taking some initiative now rather than trading for someone at the deadline, like they've had to do the last two years. So yep. Um, whether or not people think Johansson is the right guy is another thing, but at least they are doing it now and not having to give up, hopefully not give up assets down the line to do this again. Sure. Um, and obviously you have to imagine UC Parkland saw something that he said, okay, I can work with this guy. Right. I'm sure they consulted their goaltending coach to some extent. <laughs> yeah. At very least, uh, it does make for a bit of a tight situation down the depth chart for the Avs. As of right now, they obviously have Johansson, they have Miska signed, and they have uh, Eustace Annanen signed as well. Now, maybe Adam Werner just walks. That's definitely an option, but there is it, it's going to be tight as far as depth goaltenders in the organization you have uh, not adam Werner, uh trent minor as well in the organization which he could go back to juniors as an overager technically but anyway it's 
it, it'll be a weird situation on the on the goaltender depth, but hopefully, as far as the actual Avs are concerned, they don't even have to think about it, and they get healthy goaltending for once. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it could be worse problems to have, I guess. Uh, I actually was checking to see if Adam Werner had signed anywhere in Sweden for next year, and I hadn't seen anything, but I fully expect that to be the case. Just certainly doesn't seem like they have the numbers, at the very least, to bring him back. So, yeah. Um, how they handle Eustace Annan in next year will be the interesting thing because that's the goalie that you expect to take over down the line. But now it's going to be a matter of finding him the right time and how much playing time he can actually get. So, yeah, a lot of guys are going to be playing the ECHL. I, I imagine there's going to be some swapping down there. Yeah, definitely expect a lot of random goalie movement around in the depth for sure. Um, so uh, that is what it is. There's nothing too special about it. It's a one-year deal to fill that third goaltender role. Um, if he plays, it's because an abs goalie got hurt. Um, all right. So we can jump in to y'all's questions a little bit. The most common questions we got were mostly related to free agency. Um <laughs> Kind of two two different things here. First of all, Michael asks, in general, do you think teams should stay out of free agency? So many bad contracts get signed during this time. Do you think teams would just be better off staying out of it entirely? And this gets expanded by a few other people asking things like, who are your three biggest landmines in free agency this offseason? Uh, I threw Taylor Hall's name out there as someone who we haven't talked about because especially if Hall wants term, that could be super dangerous to me. Um, he'll be 30 at the start of next season, basically. And he's not going to be cheap. And obviously the injury history is there. Yeah, I think, what did he say after they got eliminated? That he's, is he looking for the big contract now after taking that one-year deal? He definitely said he would like to stay in Boston. That's the only thing I really heard, but. We, yeah. we we kind of know we can't take Hall at his word for these types of things. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Uh, should teams stay out of free agency? Most years, most teams should stay out of free agency, but you can still find the deals. Like we talked about the Tyler Toffoli deal Ash, the other yep. day. If you are patient and you wait it out, especially this year, like I think, we talked about it the other day. No one really can predict what we're going to see because of the cap this year. And this RNH deal is that I'm sure we're going to talk about here soon yeah. is maybe an indication that it's get guys a little bit on the cheap side. Yeah. Like, and we're obviously going to compare that to the Landis deal, but that's, he's taking a technically a pay cut. Yep. This he year. was making just, 6 million just to take term. So that's going to be the trade off. And, we're going to see some interesting deals this summer and you, uh, you got to wonder if teams are going to wait this out and wait the players out knowing that they don't have a lot of cap room to add a bunch of people this summer. So, uh, normal years, I would say stay out of unrestricted free agency, but this, this might be an interesting year to dive in and see if you can find some deals. Any, uh, bigger name UFAs that you're absolutely, uh, do not touch guy on. Um, there's not a lot of unrestricted free agents that I'm like super. What? Well, how do you feel about Stepan? Uh, I don't. 
I don't hate him, but he... I don't know how much he fits in the way the Avs want to play because he's a really bad skater. Or he's not a, not a great skater, so he's going to kind of slow things down. But in the way that Stasny would probably do the same thing, and I like Stasny. So um, not a huge fan, but I wouldn't hate it. I, I am interested in seeing his contract because he missed most of the year. So you might be able, that's another guy you might be able to get on the cheap. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like picking the old dudes is just cheating, right? Like... Yeah, he's not even that old. Well, I, right, I, he's only thirty-one. But you start yeah. talking about like a, a Getzlav or a Krejci, and it's like, well, you knew there was potential for disaster there when those guys are thirty-five, thirty-six years old. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine Getzlav's going anywhere other than back to Anaheim, just yeah. based off everything we've seen. Um. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of step in because, but he is a right shot, a center. That'd be an interesting one. If it came to it. Every just, goalie is a landmine. <laughs> yeah, there's just not a lot of unrestricted free agents out there that I'm like super interested yeah, in. There really aren't that many big names. I mean, you know, technically Ovi is, but obviously the Capitals are going to sign him. I mean, if we're talking landmines, I wouldn't want anything. I want Nick Foligno. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I think I, teams might give him term, and that's not something I want to be a part of in any way. You get, I I think that's where the landmines might come in this year. That kind of as we we started to allude to with potential cheaper players. If you start handing out term like candy, and all of a sudden you're locked into a dude that falls off the cliff going to be a problem for you um you know the a handful of guys right around that 30 year old age range tatar palmary um even david savard on the defensive side it's going to be a really weird group of free agents yeah david savard that is i didn't want him at all at the deadline and (laughs) I think Tampa Bay's been able to kind of, I guess, I don't know. He's been able to fit in there. I just, that guy keeps getting slower and slower that any yeah. team that gives him term, I'm, I fear for them. I would not want that deal. Me either. I, I wanted nothing to do with Savard. When they paid a first for it, I was like, it's a good thing the rest of that team is really good. <laughs> yeah. But There's a lot of... Yeah, there's just a lot of average unrestricted free agents out there. It's hard to be a landmine when it's just there's just not that much expected from you in the beginning, right? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if someone really, uh, really blows it up or not. But yeah, um, it's usually defensemen like an Adam Larson team goes crazy like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty true. Uh, kind of continuing with the same theme. This one comes from JT. What do the Avs need to do in the offseason besides lock up their own guys? I see a ton of Twitter thinks they should do this ideas, but I'm looking for something realistic. Um, I think the reality is not much. Mm-hmm. If they shore up their own stuff, which means Grubauer, Landis Gog, Makar, essentially, 
and then, you know, fill out the rest of their roster with guys like Timmons or Cout or whatever. The only spot that they're really dropping is that top six wing spot that the Zada wouldn't be coming back in. Yeah, there just isn't a ton for them to do that they can realistically do. If they sign those three guys, then that's most of their cap space is just gone. Like yep. they can't really do anything. They would have to get super creative. And, you know, as we've talked about, maybe the expansion draft allows them to get creative. If one of those guys gets taken, then they got a little bit more wiggle room, but there's just not a lot they can do. Uh, it's basically, if they sign their guys, like I understand the season ended pretty poorly, but this is still a great team. There's not like a ton that you need to change. There is the extremely way too early 2022 Stanley Cup polls from the um, the betting organizations are coming out. And I think like something like 70% of people voted if Colorado is the favorite, if they just bring back their guys. Mm-hmm. So it, it's an interesting situation to be in because the answer for Colorado really is they don't have to do a whole lot. They could, if an opportunity to get better presents itself, I'm not saying they shouldn't try, but just continuing to be the team that they already are will put them as favorites. They won the president's trophy, right? It's not nothing to say the least. It's just more tweaks here and there. It's not like, it doesn't feel like they need to go out and make a big move. Um, But a lot obviously banks on Landis Cog and Grubauer and what happens there. Yeah, for sure. It, Look, there are other avenues. There's always going to be avenues, um, whether it's as freeing up money in expansion or, you know, looking to move out Cap and EJ or, or whatever. But I don't really think it's a bad thing if the Avs are quiet this offseason. Uh, this is another question we've been getting a good bit from Spencer here. Thank you for the super chat. Do the Avs even use their first round pick this year? They would pick 27 in the entry draft. Um, again, that depends on if they want to try and do something or not. They, if they're looking to do something significant, you pretty much expect that first round pick to get thrown into a deal. Mm-hmm for a for a decent piece for a top six winger probably or as we discussed tossing it in to get rid of ej's contract yeah sure yeah to free up cap space to do something big whatever i know you guys are ready to get rid of that first round pick just yeah get rid of this draft don't have to think about the 27th pick in a year where nobody has any idea what the board's gonna look like beyond like three (laughs) yeah considering the abs what, they only have their seventh after that? Is that right, or is it? Uh, they have their third and then their seventh, yeah. Yeah, so... they <laughs> If you're going to get rid of your first-round pick, I guess this is the year to do it. And when nobody, It seems like nobody likes this draft. I'm not a big draft guy, but there's just... Yeah, this, this draft I've not heard good things about. All right. Well, 
get into the R&H conversation just a little bit, we do have to take our first period break as we're brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get it down at the DNVR bar, eight different kinds on tap, or check it out at a local liquor store near you. Find their seltzers. They are absolutely delicious. Can't recommend those enough. Everybody seems to love them every time we get them. So check that out and help support us. Also, nowadays, right now, we're sponsored by Ball, by the way. Yes, that's the same Ball in Ball Arena, the people who make those awesome aluminum cuffs. But did you also know that they are an aerospace technology company? Ball has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades. In 2018 and 2019, Ball Aerospace developed image surveillance systems to observe natural resources from space. Things like methane, ozone, even land and water use. Ball ASI is aluminum stewardship initiative certification that is a mouthful but it makes it a leader in the stewardship of aluminum while meeting the highest environmental ethical and social standards within their market value chain basically what that means is ball is taking care of the environment they're taking care of you they're things like their aluminum cups that you get down at ball arena are not only sustainable but they're awesome. So help support Ball. They're one of our awesome people. Highly recommend you check these guys out. Right here in in Golden, you can check out Work at Ball online and apply for a position at their aluminum cam plant. Text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. Or simply text GOLDEN to 77222. Why not? Work for the company that owns well not owns but sponsors the arena that the abs play in all right second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook let's get into it obviously ryan nugent hopkins extends with edmonton 5.125 million dollars today for eight years um look the term is massive Term's going to take him all the way to age 36. But that dollar value is good, I think, for teams around the league. I think they see that number and they say, these second line middle six forwards, the price is coming down on when it comes to free agent markets. Just need a pandemic to help with that. (laughs) That's all. That's all it took. Yep. Yeah, it's uh the dollar amount does surprise me, but it you know, it's give and take there. I don't the only team he could get eight years from was from Edmonton. So he's gonna get a higher term or he's gonna get I would think a higher dollar amount from every other team. But it's gonna be an interesting trade off this year where I personally would not have given him eight years. That's just me. Um, me either. But do you give him eight years to keep the dollar amount lower? Like we said, he's taken a, he's not taking a huge hit on his salary every year, but he is taking technically a pay cut. So um, the players are going to have to balance whether they want bigger, I guess, a bigger dollar amount up front uh, or just take the term and get those guaranteed years at the end of the deal. And it's going to be interesting to see how this works out with Landis because a lot of people in my mentions don't want to give him eight years, but yeah. Do you give me years if it's going to keep it to like six million or something like that? 
Well, yeah, I, I do think that question is how do you value Landis Goggin compared to RNH, right? Because they're both in the same situation where they're headed toward free agency this year. RNH is not really on their top line. I know he plays next to McDavid sometimes, but generally he's he's a second line type guy for them. Solid production, probably not quite as effective defensively as someone like Landy is, also is not the captain. So there are there are factors that you can make arguments for landing to get more than him. But the eight years it, it has to be it has to come in around six million if they give Landy eight years, right? It it can't be up near that seven million dollar number that we've thrown around a lot so far. Yeah, I think if you're the Avs, you see this contract and say yeah, if you want eight years, we're not giving you seven million. Like, yeah, that's just the reality because their their production in the last three years is identical. Like, they play both play with elite players and are producing about the same. And obviously, there's different intangibles involved here, um, like you said. But this market might have just, I guess, it might work out in the ass favor that obviously the pandemic happened because. We all would have expected this contract to be a lot bigger a year or two ago. And if they can get Landy at six years or six million a year, then that's a win, I say. And I would, if it was anyone else, I would say probably not eight years, but it's Landis Cog. So I say, you know, if you can do six by eight, I'd do it. I think I would too. If it's at six flat, that's hard to say no to. Yeah, that's barely a raise for him. What does he make? He's like five and a half, I think, is what his cap is. A little over five and a half, yeah. The K is the weird numbers on his deal, but... Yeah, um, it's going to be wild. Like, these contracts are going to be... I think we're going to... At this point, we're going to be surprised by a lot of them. Yeah, it does feel like they could be quite low, but it also feels like there are going to be some teams left holding the bag that don't get in on the, uh, the cheap deal train and, and some deals are going to end up looking real bad. So we'll see who makes the mistakes, I guess. Yeah. You know, I was thinking <laughs> we're talking landmines and is Brandon sod a landmine? I, I know mean, people want to resign him, but he's not going to shoot 25% every year. Like well, if you give that dude six years and he plays till he's 34 or something, you could definitely see that falling off. Yeah. So, man, it's, it's just going to, man, July is going to be interesting for once. Yes. It, <laughs> uh, does, does free agency officially start in July or is it August 1st? I uh, so the expansion draft's the 21st, the draft is the 23rd, and I think UFA is 29th. Okay. So, right, right at the end of July. And then training camp. Sounds like it's going to be around the normal yeah. time. It usually is yeah. non-pandemic here. Later, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Training camps get underway. So, and always busy in the yeah. hockey world, I guess. Not much of a dead year this year. Yeah. Or dead time. I'm okay with it. Gives us more to talk about, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep uh, going down the list here. We had a couple of questions from the live chat that I wanted to get to. Um, I guess we kind of already talked about R&H and the draft pick. 
We talked about the the flurry Leonard situation on yesterday's show. If you want to listen to that, highly recommend that. Um, expectations are the Avs will just protect Landis Gog. I don't. There's no reason to try and do anything fancy there. Uh, well, there's one other one that I saw. Uh, does it concern you to come back with the exact same defense? Not really. It's not even the exact same defense because Byram will probably actually play. Yeah, and EJ might. Who knows? <laughs> like it could be a very different defense. Yeah. So no is the short answer there. What are the chances the Evs pull an Orpic type trade with EJ? I would say very, very low. First of all, if you intentionally do that, that's illegal. <laughs> you can't. You can't trade a player away with the intent to get him back for less salary that has to be like Washington the NHL investigated it to make sure that it was just coincidence that it just kind of happened that way not that it was Washington's plan from the beginning um, there's definitely a chance that they move EJ out to free up salary but I don't see them bringing him back if that does happen yeah and they, if they do move him out we talked about it yesterday they probably are going to have to eat some of that cap hit. Yep. We would imagine. I, yeah, there's no way they move the full $6 million, barring giving up a lot. Yeah. Um, all right. Some non-hockey questions here. Outside of hockey, what's your favorite sport and who's your favorite non-hockey professional athlete? Um... I really don't know. I've kind of stopped watching all these other sports. Like I can't watch baseball anymore. The season's just way too long. Like <laughs> there's no way to keep up with it. Um, I do like basketball, but I can't watch those games because I don't understand any of the fouls. Well, there was. I don't mind basketball either, but the the tweet of that game. Oh, I forget which game it was, but the last. 90 seconds of the game on clock time took 30 minutes of real time. Yeah. I just can't do that, man. I can't sit there and, and, and watch five seconds tick off the clock for every like five minutes of real life. Yeah. If I was, I, I do, I do like watching football, but like the same way it can be, it can just take forever yep. and the Broncos suck. So not much to be excited about there. So if anything, I'd probably say tennis and, I've gone to the U.S. Open before. Um, would be a lot of fun to go to, like, the Australian Open. Um, and just growing up, been a big Roger Federer fan, so. And he's still going. So I'd go tennis. Tennis. Federer. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only sport. I, I have been watching the Rockies some, but I just turn it off after the seventh inning because I know they're going to blow it. Um, but. I've been watching a lot of Formula One. Um, probably my favorite driver right now is Lando. But also happy to see Verstappen and Red Bull finally challenging Mercedes properly. So we'll see on that front. Other than that, I'd say a bunch of esports people, but half the chat would think that those aren't <laughs> even really athletes. So, yeah. I know. I watched the Rocket League championships, and I was just like, I can't even get off the ground. It's <laughs> always off the ground. They're never touching the ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 
fun little question there. Uh, let's see. If you could choose a past Avs goalie to be the starter in net next year, except for Wah, Varley, and Grubauer, who would it be? So, except for all the good <laughs> yeah. ones, which yeah. one are you taking? <laughs> uh, who gave him the best year? Craig Anderson? I don't know. Craig Anderson in a good year, probably. Or Abisher, maybe. I don't know. Jose Theodore, I guess, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he did not not exactly a whole lot of great choices <laughs> if you take away those three. Yeah. That is for sure. Chat likes Abisher. Yeah, a lot of people think he got the got a raw deal. It's it's not great pickings. Yeah. After that. It really is. Jaguar <laughs> is a decent choice. Yeah. I mean, are you getting Avs Jaguar or yeah. Michelin or- Man and Anaheim Is he in his prime or what? Yeah, exactly. Um, kind of cheating a little bit there, but yeah. So the answer is, you if you don't have Varley Grubby or Wa, you go out and get a Varley Grubby or Wa <laughs> caliber goaltender. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but they wouldn't be know. considered contenders next year if that was the case. Yeah, I think. That is is probably correct. Um, let's see. Next question. I've heard slash read about a few alternatives. We can't sign Sod. What do those possible contracts look like, and how much different could they potentially be versus what Sod would have gotten? And what are the comparisons in terms of play and impact? I mean, the the spectrum there is extremely wide, right? Like there's a world where the Avs don't get anything done and they just say, all right, Jonas Donskoy is now our second line winger. Mm-hmm. And they just, they just deal with that on the other side of it. You can go as far as they go out and get Matt Kachuk to fill that role. And, you know, we've talked a bunch of times about how they would have to free up the cap space to do that. But then you're talking about a player that is going to provide significantly more than Brandon Sod did. So, the range is really across the board right now. It it just depends on how aggressive the Avs want to be and what they're comfortable with doing in, in finding room for players. Yeah, and it's going to be who they target because I would be afraid of a Brandon side contract, but also, like we said, there's a million times no one knows what's going on this year. So um, the one guy I'm looking at who's still playing that remember when we all thought Blake Coleman was going to be an Av? Yeah. Like that was the rumor, like that he was basically on the team. Then it just fell apart. I do wonder if that's someone, I can't imagine how Tampa Bay is going to be able to re-sign him. Yeah. There's Tampa Bay is going to have to move out a lot of pieces. (laughs) They're projected to be what? Six mil over the salary cap. Just as soon as the season ends for them. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's a guy I wonder if they're going to revisit that. A potential option. A lot more enticing when they don't have to give up a first for him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's definitely an option. Uh, Do you think Sad signs for something like $4 million after the R&H contract? Uh, Probably. I think it'd be tough to get him for less than four and a half, but you never know. Yeah. And the thing is, like, 
look, the RNH deal is a step in the right direction, but that could still end up being a team-friendly type of deal because it's nice to look at that number, but the market isn't really set until free agency hits because there's there's always teams that do dumb stuff in free agency. And also he got that eighth year, which yep. most of these guys, they can't get and they shouldn't get. Yep. And that's why it's cheaper. So, um, I mean, four and a half is honestly the max that I would give Sod. I'll just be honest. Anything I, over that I wouldn't give. I think it's the max I would give too. I also think it's probably the minimum to get him to sign. So, yeah. Yeah. Tough spot. Tough spot for sure. Uh, do you think the Avs bring back PEB for a one-year league min contract? I don't. They might. I, I'm not going to say that they won't, but I don't see any reason to. <laughs> I think that was my prediction before the year is that he gets a one-year deal. Yeah. yeah. And I still think that happens. I think they're going right. to bring it back. Cause now, do they commit to him being an every night player? I don't know, but I do think they bring him back. Sure. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. Personally, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. How many years for Saad? Uh, who knows? You, again, some team might do something stupid and offer him six. You'd never know. Nope. That's a no for me. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd, I'd think a hard, hard cap of like four years at most if it were me, but. Again, I'm not a GM of a team that's desperate, so. Yeah. Yeah, someone said the Toffoli deal for Saad. That would be... Yeah, that would be awesome. What you hope I'd, for. I'd do that for sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We are brought to you all by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook app. I love using it. It's super easy to navigate. My favorite thing to do is to bet on first pitch strikes by the way it always makes me money it's the best bet in baseball as long as you're not betting on rockies pitchers bet on first pick strikes in their live betting section awesome way to do it there are nearly limitless other ways to get in the action though from obviously all the major sports to even crazy minor stuff like table tennis and and i don't think you can bet on someone intentionally wrecking a bunch of bikers in the tour de France, but you can bet on the tour de France. So close what enough. Ha- what happened to that lady? Did anything happen to her? I last I heard is that they were trying to sue her, but no one can find her. She's like on the run. <laughs> yeah. There's like 600 people laying on the ground. She probably just escaped easily. <laughs> Distraction. <laughs> Either way, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, they have a special offer when you sign up with code DNVR. You can turn $1 into $100. All you have to do is pick any basketball team still in it to win their next game. If they do, you win 100 bucks in site credit for that $1 bet. Don't forget, DraftKings also offers great odds boosts on all sports. All you have to do is head over there to their promotion section and check out baseball, hockey, and other things as well. They're also super safe, secure, and reliable, so you can just deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that DNVR promo code when you sign up for that $1 for $100 in site credit bet. 
on any basketball team to win their next game, at least still in the playoffs. Again, promo code DNVR, limited time only, only DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, wager paid out in site credits, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also brought to you all by Solace Meds, it's a location just a couple blocks down from the DNVR bar. When you check out online for pickup, you can get 20% off with code DNVR20 at SolaceMeds.com, that's S-O-L-A-C-E Meds.com, so be sure to check them out as well, they also have Varying deals from 10 to 25% off on products in the store with four locations in Colorado. So be sure to check them out, get everything you need. After that, once you get the munchies, you can go on over to hasslecattlecompany.com and get yourself some damn good beef. You can try the Wagyu burgers down at the bar, but they have all sorts of amazing meats, not only their Wagyu steaks, etc., but things like their bone-in ribeye, things like their New York strip. You buy three, you get one free. So go get your steaks for the whole family. It's great stuff there. Get 10% off with code DNVR10. And if you do a group order of $200 or more, you get free shipping as well. Third period by the DNVR Avalanche podcast, answering all your questions here. Um, should be, um, it should be interesting times. <laughs> Evan, we've heard AJ answer this question a few times, but what do you miss most and least about being in the locker rooms? Uh, not having to raise my hand on a zoom <laughs> question yeah, that yeah. I may or may not get called on because of people that raised your hand before you. Um, no, it's just more being able to talk to whoever the hell you want to, assuming they're going to talk to you. Like the zoom thing was obviously they had to do it, but like, we didn't get to pick who was coming on there. Like if you're like, Oh, I want to talk to, you know, Taze today. Well, too bad. Here's JT Comfer and someone else. It's like, Oh, okay. Well, guess not. So just being able to talk to whoever you want and, yeah, that's really the big thing is more more freedom and not it's more about like different stories because when it's Zoom and the same three people then everybody's talking everyone's writing the same thing. Like what is there that differentiates you from the other places? So it's just more the freedom to talk to whoever you want and get maybe a different story than what they're everyone else is gonna write about. Yeah. Do you have a least favorite thing about being in the locker room? Um, that's a no. Not really? No, yeah. no. Yeah, not really. I guess it's more just there are certain guys that don't really want to talk to you anyway, so it's more asking them. But not really. No, everyone's usually pretty cool. Yeah, good to hear. Uh, all right, gushers or fruit by the foot, and gushers. why? Gushers. Absolutely what? not. Fruit by what? the foot. I haven't had fruit by the foot in a long time, but gushers when you break into it and that little whatever the hell's in there the juices yeah, that's, <laughs> it's just... see that's nasty i just want my fruit by the foot that i can like put the whole foot in my mouth okay well i hope nobody yeah. clips that for you absolutely <laughs> delicious oh no, i'm gonna go gushers every single time ah, fruit by the foot is the way to go yeah. gummy bears also a great choice acceptable gummy bears yeah uh, all right what changes that have been made during the last two shortened seasons would you keep for the next regular length season? 
Uh, with Bettman unsurprisingly standing by the poor officiating we've seen, is there any hope for actual changes made to holding officials accountable? Uh, I would say no shot on the official side. But yeah. would he defend them? They are the best. Don't ask questions. <laughs> um, two two ways I want to go with this. First of all, I think both Evan and I agree that the playoffs don't need more teams in them. Sixteen is plenty. You don't need any extra rounds. No, especially so, since we're going back to eighty-two games. Like, what the hell's the point of the regular yeah. season? That's that's the other side of that I wanted to get into is obviously the NHL will never do this for advertisement reasons and stuff. They'd never shorten the season willingly, um, barring something extraneous like a pandemic. But do, does there have to be eight? Does it have to be that long? 82 games is, is it just feels unnecessary. It feels like the entire last month of the season is and look i get it the avs just a couple years ago were playing in game 82 to make it into the playoffs but you also see with a shortened season and these conversations come up came up as far back as the the lockout season in in 14 you see higher energy hockey with a shorter year it's not as much of a slog sometimes that way yeah, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but when I was younger, I loved 82 games. Now it's just like, why the hell are they playing 82 games? This is way too many. <laughs> and then you go into the playoffs, and these guys are just beat down. And then you're talking about guys playing 110 games if they win the cup sometimes. Yeah. Why do you think Tampa Bay is able to come back? Obviously, their best player missed the season, but like because they only had to play 56 games this year. Like, yeah. It lets the best teams kind of, I guess, you can rest your guys. Like, there's just, it's higher energy hockey, like you said. I don't think they're going to go down to 56 games ever. But to me, the sweet spot is 70. Like, find somewhere around there and make it work. Because, like you said, at the end of the year, there's just so many meaningless games. Like, even this year, all the playoff spots were decided. Yeah, Like, I think before the final week eating a little bit still but it's so many of the the divisions were just over you you had worthless games right when the avs who know they're going to finish one or two in the division are playing la yeah and it is, nobody cares about this hockey game <laughs> yeah it's game 82 was awesome but that's because it never happens like yeah it's extremely rare <laughs> for sure and who's to say that couldn't happen in Gabe 70, like the same thing. So, um, and then as far as anything else, like the whole two game mini series, I'm completely fine with keeping that. And I bet the players are too, just to save. I would it's imagine it saves, easier, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I would imagine it saves teams money too. Cause they're not yeah. having to book multiple flights, things like that. To, as Brad says in the chat, this 56 game schedule for the abs wasn't good. Um, that's because they played in a terrible division. Yeah. I guess what was not good about it is more the playing the same stupid teams over and over again, but also it was just super condensed. Right. But well, which both of those things in a normal year, you'd have more variety in the teams you play and you'd have more time to play the games Uh, because the schedule would have been fast, but not 
horrendously so if the Evs didn't have two COVID pauses. With two COVID pauses, obviously, it was just absolutely brutal, the amount of hockey being played and the amount of time that they had. But in a normal full year, if you shorten it even even to 70 games, your teams are going to get two days, three days off pretty regularly. Yeah. Yeah. I, the players love this year because they never practice once. So I think they would probably take the trade off of less games, but then they'd be like, oh, wait, now I have to actually practice. Um, but yeah, I think from a quality perspective, 82 games, you're not going to get the high quality hockey that you want every single night. Like, how many tip? There's so many times where there's just when you hit December and January, it's like this is a slog. Like this is these games. I'm not going to remember any of these games by the end of the year. Like they're not going to matter. It's just uh, too many games. How will the two game series work against the other conferences that normally play one home and one away? They can just go away from the one home one away thing. I get you're the quite a bit younger than us, Brad. So maybe you're not young enough to remember when you, the Avs would go play like Pittsburgh once every three years, just randomly. Yeah. Before they went to the, you have to play each team twice style of, of scheduling. So yeah, it's pretty simple. You just play, you go to an Eastern conference team twice one year. And then next year they come they here come twice. To you twice. Yep. So, you just trade off. Yep, you could definitely do that. But Brad doesn't want the the a team doesn't come to your city, which I get to a certain extent. I'm sure the NHL understands. You know, they want to put McDavid in any, in everybody's barn. I'm sure. But you know, nothing. No system is perfect. Nope. Um, Narrative aside, is there actually a big next step or hurdle that the Avs need to overcome to win a cup? Or are they now at the point where it's just getting ready each year for a spin at the wheel and hoping for the best? Uh, I mean, they got to get past the second round. Yeah. I don't know. Is there a narrative? Like Washington for years had the narrative, couldn't get past Pittsburgh. With the Avs, it's just more the second round, more than anything. And well, then- I... I think we're at the start of it, right? If the Avs come into 2022 and lose in the second round again, that's when it's really like, okay, this team can't get past the second round. They just can't do it. And that's when a narrative really starts to form. Like there are whispers of it being a thing now, but to do it in four straight years is when people start just assuming that this is who you are. Yeah, because the first year the Avs were not supposed to be in the second round. Like they were, they were the la- they were the last seed, right, against Calgary. Um, yep. And then last year was different circumstances in the bubble where half the team got hurt, and they still almost made it to the third. Yep. Yeah, and, and then, even then they would have had Michael Hutchinson in, this, in that in the third round. Who knows right. what would have happened? And then this year it's the two best teams in the in the league by record face off in round two. Yeah, I would say next year, if they do not get out of the second round, then that's when the questions start to come in because next year they're not going to have to face Vegas in the second round. They're going to be in their, back in their normal division. 
uh, which they should take. We all expect them to very easily be the best team in that division. So, um, yeah, next year is when it should start. They're still a great team. It's just sometimes it takes a while. Like Tampa Bay took them, what, six years to actually pull it off? And they stuck with the same coach. Everyone needs to remember that. They stuck with the same coach who's very good. And look at them now. Same same coach, same core. And they finally got it done. Yeah, they basically made tweaks to players outside the core, which is where the ass probably will look. Yep. I I think that's pretty spot on. Uh, Your opinions on Tampa's cap circumvention. It's a legal loophole, but still seems very unjust. And now they look to be running away with the cup. Any expectations of the league closing the loophole in the future? I read GMs aren't happy about it. <laughs> then do something about it. Like. Yeah, like, so here's the thing. Like, I get that GMs are mad now because it's like, oh, Tampa's making a run and everything. But every every GM would have done the same thing in the same spot. Every GM all the time, they ship dudes to Robita Island. They have no problems doing their own personal cap circumvention. It just happened to work out super well for Tampa Bay this year. Every team works the cap in different ways. Like, isn't Arizona paying like Marion Hosa and Henrik Zetterberg? Like, they're using it a different way. But these are the rules. Like, if you can, okay. if you're gonna play, like, it's stupid. Obviously, they're 18th. They're a hundred million dollar team that's probably gonna win the Stanley Cup, in my opinion. But they didn't technically do anything wrong. Like, it's annoying, but they're doing what they're technically allowed to do. And if you're not cheating, you ain't trying. Exactly right. Uh, does Montreal make the playoffs next year? Who knows, man? Uh, they wouldn't have made the playoffs in their normal division this year. I'll tell you that much. Um, I don't even remember what division they're in. <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> the normal divisions. <laughs> that was so long ago. Uh, does JoJo being signed mean Dubnik is gone for good? Yes, pretty much. Um what team in the division will be competing with the Avs for the division? Minnesota and Dallas? Not Dallas, I don't think. <laughs> um, you know, that Dallas's game plan has been just keep getting older, and it seems like they hit the wall finally. That'd be hilarious if that was like their game plan written down, like in the GM's room, just keep getting older. <laughs> Uh, Minnesota could be good. I don't think they'll be good enough next year to really threaten the Avs as far as the top of the division goes. Yeah, what is going on with Kaprizov there? Like, if there was a chance that they lost him, goodbye. They're in big, big trouble if they can't get Kaprizov signed. Um, Yeah, Chicago, eh. Nashville, eh. Arizona. Arizona, eh. St. Louis, eh. Obviously, it's the Avs division to lose really the central is next year yeah i guess the wild card is if one of those teams somehow traded for jack right yeah obviously that reassess that once teams have made their moves of course but yeah but right now the division does not look that bad it seems like there's just going to be the abs and then a glut of teams yep a bunch of middling ish stuff until you know the inevitable arms race begins but we'll see (laughs) <laughs> um, a couple more questions here. Uh, do you think a veteran defender with significant playoff experience can be added this offseason to help with what felt like a lack of physicality in the playoffs? Like, like David Savard. 
Oh, yeah, cool. Also works. I... Sure. I don't know. Like, who's out there that's actually good? If they go get David Savard, I'm not going to be super happy. I I don't think he fits in the way... Like, I was fine getting Nemeth, but then we saw in the playoffs that Nemeth can't play the way the Avs want to play. I I mean, the name AJ has been thrown out there is Alexiak. Yeah, he can skate. That's the thing. But he's big, too. So... Zadorov. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, calm it down, Evan. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah, there's, there's not a lot out there that I'm super interested in. Is Connor Garland a target? He's on the block, apparently. I mean, look, I'm sure the Avs will call, but realistically, it's probably going to take a lot to get that dude out of Arizona. More than I would probably pay, because I do wonder how he looks on another team where he's not playing on the top power play unit, things like that. Also, does he really want to come to the team that threw his own helmet at him? Yeah, just <laughs> it's not even that. It's like everything else every time he yeah. plays this team. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Uh, gut feeling, will the Avs find a way to re-sign Landy and Grubauer? Yeah. I agree. If Landis Cog being re- not being re-signed would be a huge Big shock. surprise. Yeah. Like, that is, if he did not get re-signed, that would be like a franchise shifting moment where I'm like, okay, well, what the hell is the plan here? Because he really is the face of the franchise. And as much as people want to be McKinnon, like, do you guys see McKinnon talking after every game that they lose? Like, Lannis Cog is the guy who gets in front of everything. So I don't see how they don't re-sign him. Like, I, I just think they they both want to be here. It's just a matter of finding a number. All right, we'll take a few more questions. Uh, Tampa going to lose two to three good players after the season. If the Avs don't bring back Saad, should they target someone like Kaloran, Palat, Gord, or Sorelli? I feel like that was the question last year, and then they somehow found a way around the cap, and now all those guys are still yeah, there. true. So, Tampa keeps finding ways to, to make it work. Yeah, um... Oh my God, Yanni Gord makes five point one million. Yeah, I don't. I'm a pass on Gord, but yeah. Uh, Palat, I would be interested in because it's just one year. Beyond that, I don't know. Like Kalorn's a good player, I guess, and he would add a, I guess, a different type of player into the lineup. What's he make? He's four and a half for two more years. Yeah. Probably. If you didn't want to pay Saad and give him four years or whatever, then yeah, he'd be turning around and getting Kalorn. Kalorn probably makes more sense. Well, he's thirty-one, so you're you're kind of rolling the dice either way. Kalorn and Sorelli are both in the same spot, right? Like Sorelli makes a touch more than he does, mm-hmm. but they both make about four and a half. Kalorn has a track record of being a forty to forty-five point guy, whereas Sorelli is young, but they're yeah. not giving up Sorelli, are they? There's no I, way. I don't know why they would, but he did have a down year. Yeah. Well, if they want to give up Sorelli, that's the guy I want. They, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. One more question here. This was originally asked to AJ, but he's not here. So what's your favorite dinosaur, Evan? <laughs> I did a uh, project on the Allosaurus in first grade, so I'll go with that. There we go. You love to hear it. Uh, all right. 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My kid's big into dinosaurs now, so I'm learning a lot about them again. Oh, there you go. It's dinosaur season in the in the Rowl household. Oh yeah, Stegosaurus <laughs> time. Uh, we talked about Arvidsson a little bit on previous shows, so head back check him. I think we talked about him yesterday on the yeah when briefly. we talked about Nashville a little bit, but he's had anyway. a few troubles. Yeah, for sure. T Rex, T Rex is a basic dinosaur. All right, you can do better than the T Rex. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the Allosaurus is the T Rex without the hype. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Dinopod when uh, the world shuts down for five months again. Confirmed. Okay. <laughs> when we're really deep in the weeds, we'll, we'll have the so. Dinopod. <laughs> Anyway, we're gonna wrap up for today. Thank you, like everyone. The, the Broncos guys doing their drafts, like the top, the dinosaur draft. Oh boy, yeah, there you go. It's, uh, I think I would I would struggle with that one. Uh, but either way, thank you all for watching, listening. However, you consume the pod, we appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe here on YouTube. That helps us out a ton over here. So please do that. Uh, other than that, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, AJ, I think we'll be back tomorrow, but not 100% sure on that. We'll see. We'll see how things go. Either way, appreciate it, and we will catch you guys on the next one.